y'all know how I am. I don't talk bad on anything on this platform. I'll never, you'll never hear me talking bad about a show, a match, anything, right? Like I, I only talk about the things that I think are good and that are worthy of my time and yours. So you'll never hear that negativity on my platform. With that being said, very few times have I gotten on here and I've said something is perfect. Something is phenomenal. Something is astounding, outstanding. Something is worth every single bit of time. This match is one of those things. Go out of your way to see this match. Because brother or sister or non-binary sibling, it's more than worth it. Hey, y'all, <laughs> and welcome to One Fall with Jordan McLean. My name is Jordan McLean. Obviously, I am your host, um, and I want to thank y'all for being here. Thank you so much for listening to me, and I love you for listening to me. You could have chosen to listen to anybody's podcast in this moment, and you chose to listen to me, and I got to tell y'all, that means the world to me. Y'all done got two podcasts out of me within a month. I don't know what that symbolizes, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually I do know what that symbolizes. I'll tell you what that symbolizes. That symbolizes that I really genuinely love what I'm going to talk about today. And what I'm going to talk about today is the I Quit match from Deep South Wrestling in Georgia featuring none other than Skrilla the Great versus Nodgicism. This match was the culmination of a feud that those two have had um, in Deep South, but also just generally across the state of Georgia. Um, and like I told y'all in the intro, man, this I, I wouldn't, y'all know I don't go out of my way to tell you, oh, watch this, just go check it out, or da 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 da, da if I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I'm going to tell y'all straight up and down right before we even get started. This match is probably my favorite independent wrestling match of all time. And I've seen a few hundred indie matches up to this point. We're going to get into why, you know, why I thought this match was so good and why I do believe that, uh, it is match of the year candidate overall in independent wrestling, or at least all the independent wrestling that I have watched this year. Um, but first I want to, I want to just acknowledge some things. Okay. First of all, we got to talk about the lead up to this match. 
the buildup to this match has been, or had been rather, one of the best buildups that I, I, I've seen to a rubber match, to a final confrontation. The matches that these gentlemen put on before at Deep South, before this one, were equally as phenomenal. I think that you could tap any match within their feud at Deep South and say that it was uh, the match of the feud. But this one felt very final. This one felt very finished. This one felt very... This one felt like the match that needed to happen on a micro and a macro scale. This match felt like the match that needed to happen between these two and independent wrestling in the state of Georgia. The promos, the, the like I said, the previous matches, the promos to this leading up to this were phenomenal. And the overall setting of this match it all played a part in what i consider to be a a perfect match in the words of eric adams who is your host and your commentary uh and and your commentator for this match he said it straight up and down in the first in, in part one of this match this match is the most important match in deep south history and these two really delivered on that It felt like that from the time the match started to the time the match ended. This felt like the most important match in the company's history. They put a lot of stock in this match. You're dealing when when you're talking about Skrilla and Nausicism. You're dealing with two of the most consistent wrestlers in and out of the ring. They consistently work at their craft. They consistently put on great matches. I I don't think I've seen a match this year from either of those men that I did not love. Whether they were wrestling each other or wrestling a completely different opponent, I don't think I've seen a match from either of them that I didn't absolutely love. So to see them in this match, in this moment, it... It was everything I could, I as a fan could have asked for. Now, before I get even deeper off into why I love this match, I also, I wanted to take a moment and I wanted to show some love and some praise to Deep South Wrestling because I love what they're doing over there at Deep South. I truly, truly love it. One thing that I love about Deep South is their blended presentation it doesn't feel stale. It doesn't feel like it's monolithic. It feels like they have very intentionally blended old school and modern wrestling, um, especially with their presentation. You know, in in the beginning of this match, there was, you know, the announcer of, you know, the presentation of Skrilla the Great, your main event, Skrilla the Great versus Nausicism. It gave me very old school feel, old school pro wrestling feel. But then overall, it feels like an old school presentation with a modern touch. And I like that. I like that. I, I like when promotions take a 
take an intentional step toward doing something a little different than what everyone else is doing. It's easy to get caught in that trap as a promotion. It's easy to get caught in, well, this is how I like it, and this is how it's always been done, so this is how we're going to do it, and we're not going to stray from it. I think that Deep South does a great job of of really blending ideas and blending content together to make a product that works for them. And I really encourage every promoter and promotion to look at how they do things and take notes on it because I think they do a great job. They also do a great job of promoting consistent cards. There's storytelling and every part of the card makes sense. There, There isn't really any part of a Deep South card that you kind of look at it and you say, well, what the hell is the point? You know what I mean? Um, unless, of course, you know, every, everyone has their things where, oh, someone's debuting, so we're just kind of showcasing them or what have you. But in general, overall, Deep South does a great job of putting together cards that make sense to what they're trying to do and the stories that they are trying to set to to sell and to tell, rather. Um, this particular card, Welcome to Atlanta, was their Atlanta debut. And... On that side of it, like the technical side of it, I don't think they could have done any better. I think that, and I, I'll talk deeper on this element of the match uh, in, in here in just a little bit, but, you know, the, the production mixed with the venue, mixed with the presentation, it just, it all worked. It all worked. Everything clicked. And this this show was almost a sold out show from what I've been told. As in like, when I say almost, I mean, there were just a couple of seats that were not sold. But honestly, and I'm telling you as a, as, as a fan, if you missed out on being there, like I did, and then you watch this match and, and the other matches from the show, you really kind of regret not being there. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't make that work, but there were some people out there who I'm sure are like me who were looking at it and saying, damn, I really wish I could have made it work so that I could have been there to see all of these matches, but in particular this match, live. Because I, I have this sneaking suspicion, right? I, I have this sneaking feeling that watching the match on YouTube while it was fantastic, does not properly do it justice. Because, man, I'll tell you, this match was absolutely phenomenal. Okay, now we're going to get into the match. (laughs) 11 and a half minutes in and we're just getting into the match, but y'all know how I do. I like to give you some, some story and things of that nature. Um, so what I'm going to do is break down the elements in this match that I think made it perfect in my eyes. I'm not going to go blow for blow because then we'll be here all day and all night. And that ain't what I'm trying to do. So I'm just going to go through the elements of this match that I think made it 
perfect. First of all, to start, we have to we can't talk about this match and not talk about the entrances of this match. Yes, the entrances of each wrestler. I've been on record and if I haven't been, I'm on record now in saying that your entrance is one of the single most important parts of any match. The entrance is one of the most single important parts of a wrestler, right? And I say that because your entrance sets the tone. It sets the tone not just for the match, but it sets the tone for you as a wrestler. If you're going to give me generic, that's where my mind is going to stay. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with generic. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Superstar 2 entrance. I'm not saying that. If that's what you got, then that's what you got. But I think it's important, and I think that this match and and these two entrances in particular are an example of how important it is to put thought into your entire match, not just what goes on in the ring, but in the overall presentation. Because these two had entrances that really set the tone for who they are and just how big this match was going to be. This match is the finale match for Deep South Wrestling's season, right? So it had to be. This is, for all intents and purposes, this match was Deep South's WrestleMania main event. It had to be important. And I think they knocked it out of the park with these entrances. So I I gave each entrance three words that I felt perfectly described their entrances. For Nodgicisms, we're going with creative, energetic, and forward thinking. Performing your own theme song is a feat that most people can't do because most people can't sing, most people can't rap, right? Nodgicism can. And I think that performing your own theme song live in in this sort of way really sets a precedent that uh, a precedent rather that you can do more than just wrestle. And I and again, I've been on record saying that in professional wrestling, you should always be able to wear multiple hats. Always. You should never go into a situation where you are just a wrestler. You are just a ring announcer. You are just a backstage interviewer. You are just a manager. You should never go into get into professional wrestling with the intention of just being one thing. And that's important because you don't ever know what a company is going to need. When you have worn multiple hats and you have begun the process of mastering each task that you are doing, you become even more valuable, right? I'm not going to go through everything that I've done in professional wrestling because I've, I've done that on other podcasts. So we don't need to do that here, but in this context, I think that this shows with with Naja performing his own theme. I think that this shows this shows the the powers that be, so to speak, that he is not just 
a wrestler. He has something special that he can bring to the table wherever he is. He has a certain presence and a, and a certain gift that he can bring that not a lot of people can bring to the table. There's a lot of wrestlers now who are also involved in music, but Naja has seemed to position himself to where you know you're going to get something quality outside of just him being a quality wrestler. So his entrance really set the tone of being energetic and creative and and showcasing that if you give him the opportunity to do something different, even if it's something like an entrance, if you give him the opportunity to do something different, he's going to knock it out of the park. That's what his entrance said to me. Some of y'all probably out there who have seen this match are just saying, Jordan, this is just a damn entrance, but I'm a storyteller at heart. So things like this matter to me. <laughs> um, now moving on to Skrilla's entrance, my three words to describe Skrilla's entrance are hype, defining and crowd connecting connecting with the crowd is important it's arguably the most important thing a wrestler needs to know how to do because you can get all the flashy moves and you can have all the in-ring ability and you can have you know uh, uh, you can have a good promo but if you cannot connect with that crowd that live crowd if you cannot connect with them you will not win Straight up and down on the reel. You will not win if you cannot connect to the crowd. And Skrilla has that in spades. I Not just in this match, but I've seen plenty of matches. I've seen plenty of entrances of Skrilla's where the crowd just connects with him. He, he just has a way of connecting with the crowd that no almost nobody else has. And... To see him connect with the crowd, again, it set a precedent. It set a precedent for the whole match because we all know if you got the crowd behind you, it's hard for you to be the one to lose. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 hard for you to lose no matter whether you win or lose. It's hard for you to lose when you've got that crowd interaction and you got the crowd really, really behind you. Skrilla, the, the crowd was so hyped because Skrilla's – Skrilla's entrance featured his theme song being rapped by uh, Re-Up the Boss. Big shout out to Re-Up because, you know, some of his music has been uh, showcased in OCPW promotions, uh, uh, promos as well. So big shout out to Re-Up. I think they did a phenomenal job with, with Skrilla's entrance. And the match started with Skrilla's entrance. Hear me what I say. Before the bell even rang, the match started with Skrilla's entrance. Because everyone's hype, everyone's excited, you know, it's it's Skrilla, and they know what this means. Skrilla versus narcissism in an I quit match, they know what this means. They they it's it's got that big fight feeling. Skrilla goes down to that ring and snatches that towel off. And the crowd goes crazy because he has half of his face painted it's the little things man it's the details brother <laughs> that make certain things amazing because that's that's such a psychological touch and the bell hasn't even rang these two hadn't even touched each other yet they haven't locked up they haven't thrown a punch 
But the match has already started with the psychological games. Such an important moment in, in this match. And again, set the tone. It really started to set the tone on where are these two in this match? Who is who in this match? And what does it matter in this match? It really showcased that there was a personal element. It was great storytelling, which is now, well, actually, let me back up. I'm not going to talk about storytelling just yet. That's coming up. But I also had a couple of things that I wanted to mention that I think really set the tone and, and made this overall match such an important match. Eric Adams does a great job on commentary. He really done a great job on commentary during these entrances in particular by acknowledging small things such as both of these men's families were in attendance. And this was the first time in Naja's career. Najaism has been wrestling for well over 10 years now. And this was the first time his family got to see him wrestle live. Such an important thing. And then giving the history of each wrestler, especially within Deep South Wrestling, such an important thing. And it's it, it's it's something that not a lot of people on commentary get. They don't understand how just telling those small little, just, just little details can really shape the whole story. So then the stakes are raised even higher. You know, it's an I quit match, but the stakes are higher because what man do you know that wants to say I quit or wants to give up in front of his family? Do you see what I'm saying? So overall, that it, it, that raises the stakes. And I think Eric Adams done a great job of setting those stakes and making everyone realize, bef again, before the bell even rang, that this match is an important match. Not only to Deep South, but to these two individuals. This is a very important match. Now, we also cannot acknowledge how important this match is without acknowledging that this match was the final match for the iconic referee, Nick Patrick. This was his retirement match. And not only was this his retirement match, but he chose this match. Again, another added layer of just how important is this match to Deep South, to Georgia wrestling, to independent wrestling. How important is this match? This match is so important that it was Nick, Nick Patrick's choice for his retirement match. That's how important this match was. Nick Patrick chose for this match to be his final match as a referee in the professional wrestling business. Now, when you've got those kind of stakes, this is Nick Patrick's last match and both of these men's families are here and Skrilla's playing, playing mind games with the face pain and all of this stuff. When you got that added, when you got all those layers and all those added elements to a match, it quickly becomes much more than just another match. There's a reason that Eric Adams called this match the most important match in Deep South history. Just look at all those elements that you have. You know what I'm saying? Look at the material. So, from the get-go, this match was set up very, very well. 
Now we can go into the storytelling part of it, which y'all know my it, it, it that's probably my favorite part of a wrestling match is the storytelling. I love I love when all of the elements work together to to tell a great story, especially in a in a nice finale like this I quit match was. Um the history between Nazism and Squid of the Great, not just within Deep South, but overall was on full display in this match. And I loved the storytelling in this match because at this moment in this match, this was two warriors who could not stand each other and who, and who wanted nothing more than to end the other person. How fitting that it was an I quit match. You know what I mean? So, and and you really felt that from, from the time the bell rang, you felt that, that this was, this is an important match. This is an extremely important match to these two men personally, to the company and to wrestling, Georgia wrestling in particular as a whole, this was a very important match and the storytelling throughout the match just made it even better. One thing I loved about this match was that every moment and every movement was intentional. There wasn't no fluff or filler in this match. Every move made sense and had a purpose. So many times in matches we see people, you know, do certain things that it just it, it just didn't make any sense to do that in that kind of match or it did make sense to do that in the moment of the match. Every part of this match made sense. And that's really hard to do. It's really hard to make every single moment personal and impactful. That's it's hard to do, but these two did it in in spades. And another part that I loved about this match was even with the added element of it being an I quit match and and the the grandiose environment of it being Nick Patrick's retirement match. These two wrestlers really stayed true to themselves. And you've got to be a genuine fan. Like you, you, you've got to be a fan of both of these men and have watched them multiple times to really know what I'm saying. When I say that even with everything that came, all the hardcore elements. And like I said, it's Nick Patrick's match. It's the main event. It, Nick's Pat, Nick Patrick's final match. It's the main event of this particular show and all of that. Even with all of those added elements, Skrilla and Nausicaism stayed true to who they were as performers. While they did new things, which I think you have to do, you know, while, while they were telling new a, a different kind of story within this match, they still stayed true to who they were as performers. And the, the general storytelling of Nausicaism being the underdog and Skrilla being the ruthless villain was impeccable. Because that's a very basic story that you can tell. And that's how it should be done. This match is how that storytelling should be done. You know, you have your base story, the underdog versus the villain. And then you go and add extra elements. Okay, now they're in an I quit match, meaning this is it. This is final. This somebody is going to quit. 
this is where it all ends. And all the other elements that I've mentioned. So when you talk, I just, the storytelling was so beautiful in this match, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm a writer at heart. I'm a storyteller at heart. I've been writing since I was in like the second grade, been writing stories and whatnot. So when I see beautiful storytelling, especially in a medium such as professional wrestling, where a lot of pro wrestling does lean itself to telling a story, you, you have to. You can't not tell a story in your match. When I see it done so beautifully and when I see it done so perfectly, it's I, it's like a wet dream for me. <laughs> like, it's just so good. It's it's so good. And I remember when I when I saw part two of this match, I remember uh, talking to, you know, talking to Skrilla about it. And I I told him, I said, bro, I'm speechless because y'all done so well just in the storytelling aspect of it. We're going to get to the to to the uh to the physical aspect of it next, but the storytelling was done so well. That was enough to capture me. Like I I had to watch this match. I had to watch part 1 and part 2 multiple times for multiple reasons. Like I love the storytelling, but then I had to watch because of the physical elements and I had to watch because you know, I as just a fan, just to enjoy it. So, but the storytelling, <laughs> that storytelling is what it got me. It's what's going to get me every single time. I loved it. They did it so beautifully in this match. And I genuinely think it, it was a masterclass. Now, moving on. Now we're going to talk about the physical elements of this match. The, what what I call the Styles Clash. So, Skrilla the Great and Nausicaism just naturally have two different styles. But one of the beautiful things about this match, and it, it somewhat ties into storytelling, but we saw some of everything in this match. We saw these two be who they are, as performers, as professional wrestlers. And we saw what they do. Nausicaism with the uh, the striking and the high flying and Skrilla with the brawling and also the more technically sound side of things, that ground game. We saw all of that, but we also saw the hardcore elements. We saw the different styles all come, come together and converge in this one match. There was a little bit of comedy in this match, you know, when Skrilla and Naja went into a slap fest and Nick Patrick stopped them and then he took a beat and got on the top rope and just said, hey, y'all slug it out. Do what you're going to do. You know, uh, a, a more lighthearted element to a very serious and and uh, tone, a, a very seriously toned match. Um, I love that we got to see so many different styles in this match. I do. I love that we got to see that because I think it showcased Skrilla and Nausicaism done it in a way that showcased them both. And again, I think that this is the kind of match that if, if you're out there as a promoter and you're saying, Oh, well 
I, I would love to book Skrilla the Great for this, but I don't know if he can do this style. Or I would love to book Narcissism, but I don't know if he could really do this style. This match puts that to rest because they had every single element, you know? And and they even had elements that we don't see out of a typical Narcissism or Skrilla the Great match. And that's one thing that I think is so beautiful about this match. Um, now we're moving into the production side of things. I believe deep South done a phenomenal job with the production of this match and this overall show from the look, the camera quality and the camera angles, commentary, the presentation, the entrances. I, y'all know, I've spoken about it before. I've said, I am a fan of DIY. I'm a big fan of it. I believe every promotion out there has a way to get their promotion out to the world. You know, YouTube is a free source. And some people will say, oh, well, we don't have cameras. Yeah, you do. You got a cell phone. If you got a smartphone or an iPhone, whatever you got, it's got a great camera on it. It's or at least a great enough camera. Set it up somewhere on some books. And film that you, you, you know what I'm saying. So, I'm I'm a big fan of use what you have, DIY it. But when and if possible, I also believe that you should invest in in the production of your product. And I think that Deep South done a wonderful job of that. I know that they uh, hired Impact Visuals, who I think the world of Impact. Truly, he's so talented. You know, I, I talk to some friends often and I tell them how just how talented I think he is at what he does. We we hired him to film the jump off, OCPW to jump off, and I could not have been more pleased. And I'm so glad to see him doing uh, all of these other shows, especially here with Deep South. And I believe Deep South might have uh, had another production company or or maybe their own in-house production i'm not sure but i think that they've done a great job of um blending the two styles of production because impact is most definitely more in your face and right there with you and really in the moment sometimes listen sometimes i've seen i've watched impact i've watched his stuff what he's filmed I've been thinking like, oh, Impact's just about to get in the ring at this point. <laughs> and I, I and I do like that. I like that style. I like that element. But then, of course, you have that more um, traditional, you know, the hard cam. And, and you got the roaming cam that's there but also kind of stays out of the way and gives you a larger picture of what's going on within the match and within the moments. I think Deep South's done a great job with how they uh, produced this overall show. My personal favorite and special moments of this match. Um, there, there were a lot of great moments in this match, man. And like I said, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to sit down and, and go blow for blow with y'all and, and tell y'all, you know, what was happening, uh, moment for moment in this match, because you got to go watch it. It's it's legit one of those matches where you go out of your way to watch it. Take the 40, 
some odd minutes, you know, maybe 50 minutes. Just set set aside an hour. <laughs> Just make sure you set aside an hour because the match itself is about 50 minutes long, uh, over 20 minutes for each part. And you're going to need a good 10 to 15 minutes to kind of process how good this match was and and what you just saw. So set aside an hour, get on YouTube and get go to Deep South Wrestling and make sure you watch this match. But some of my favorite elements of this match and my favorite moments in this match, of course, as I said, the entrances, top notch. It it just brought up the stakes and made it made this match feel incredibly important. And um both of these men delivered straight from the entrances i also love the innovative offense from each man you know and they're with and that's with every element the hardcore elements such as you know the uh, skrilla introducing handcuffs and uh or 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 a metal pipe narcissism with a narcissism hit listen i can't even talk child that's that's how much this moment meant and will stick with me Naja hit Skrilla with a chair so damn hard, (laughs) y'all. He hit him so damn hard with that chair. Child, it made my big toe shoot up in my boot. I'm telling y'all. And then we had more elements with, uh, you know, the chairs. And then there was a chain introduced. And I'm not going to tell y'all everything that happened, but I'm telling y'all that. and, and, And it wasn't even just like the hardcore innovative offense. Skrilla is not known for his submissions. He broke out submissions in this match. You know what I mean? And and there were some moments and some spots where everything just clicked and it was it was the right moment and each man sold everything perfectly. You know, there there were there were some spots in this where and and this is how you know you're dealing with professionals, right? This is how you know you're dealing with people who know what the hell they're doing. There were some moments I could I could see other wrestlers, and this ain't no shade to nobody, but there were some moments where I could see other wrestlers who would have done a move and then jump straight into another move and then boom, 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 boom. Naja and Skrilla let some of their stuff breathe so well and gave the crowd time to process it. The crowd was so hot for this match, right? So there were some moments where they they could have just jumped straight into the next thing, but each man in their moment of success let it breathe and let the crowd process what was happening, and they let the crowd really experience it and and be in it and say, holy shit, or this is awesome, or OMG, you know, like they, 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 again, that goes back to storytelling, but uh, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) These two really, truly know what the hell they're doing when it comes to uh, this professional wrestling thing. And it was just, it was a beautiful, it, it, it was a thing of beauty. I legitimately, I'm telling y'all, I believe this match to be in one of the very few matches that I've ever seen in independent wrestling, maybe even in my time as just a wrestling fan since the late 90s, early 2000s. I believe this match to possibly be 
one of, if not the most perfect matches in existence. So here's my final thoughts on this match. As I just stated, I think this match is one of my favorite independent matches I've ever seen. I think it's one of the most perfect independent matches in existence. Every single element that you would need from a wrestling match was in this particular match. It's it's the kind of match that you show at your wrestling schools. When you when you want to showcase to your students how you put together a perfect match. I know everybody's got their their ways and you know that there are some people who have listened to this podcast and been like no it wasn't that good or you know whatever whatever but that's neither here nor there um i believe this to be one of the matches that you dead serious man you 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 show to your kids and you tell them this is what a great wrestling match looks like this is what a phenomenal performance from two gladiators in professional wrestling looks like. I think that Nauseousism and Squid of the Great, I, I, I've thought this already, but this match really solidified it. I think that you're looking at the top two wrestlers in the state of Georgia, and as far as the Southeast goes, definitely top 10. Definitely top 10 in the Southeast, I think. Um, and honestly, (laughs) I think this match would be the match that should get these two signed to a major deal with a, a mainstream professional wrestling company. Thinking as a promoter, thinking with a promoter's brain, I legitimately, if I had the means if OCPW was where I know it's going to be one day, but if it was there right now, as soon as I seen this match, I'd be looking at my people's like, yo, get in touch with Nazism and Skrilla the Great because we need to be putting them under contract. I, I think this match, I think this match done a great job of proving why these two men are deserving to move to the next level, whatever that next level is for them. I think that they prove they can work any style. I think that they prove they can really work a serious program and have an amazing payoff to that program. I think that they honestly proven themselves as wrestlers. There, there should be no doubt about the commitment of these men to the professional wrestling business because you don't, you don't, you don't have a match like that if you don't love wrestling. You don't have a match like that if you're not committed to being great. You know, Skrilla calls himself Skrilla the Great. Nazism calls himself the greatest, the baddest, the best. You don't, and, and, and I think they both lived up to their monikers. Because you do not have a match like this without actually giving a fuck. And I think that every VP of talent relations should be looking at this match and wondering just how in the hell they can sign these two. Because I can tell you, looking at them both, I can tell you that they both are willing 
right? They're, they're both willing to do what needs to be done to get to where they need to go. And they both really genuinely love what they do. And too often I can turn on my TV on Mondays or Wednesdays or Fridays or Saturdays or whenever. And I can see people who are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars who don't look like they care about it. They don't look like they're willing to do what needs to be done to tell a great story and to really get fans captivated. I've had a really hard time this year because because of running OCPW. I've had a really difficult time this year of just sitting down and enjoying professional wrestling and really just being a fan and appreciating what's put in front of me. I've been looking at things with a very critical promoter's creative eye. This match, and I kind of had to do that with this match because obviously I had to get on here and talk about it. But this match allowed me to just watch and be a fan for about 45, 50 minutes. You know, I, I, I didn't have to there was no part of me that said, oh, um, I'm only going to watch this just so I can talk about this on the podcast. And, you know, I'm not going to watch it anymore. When I tell y'all this is one of my favorite matches, I mean that. I, I mean that with every – I'm saying that with my chest. This is one of my favorite independent matches, possibly even one of my favorite wrestling matches just of all time. I absolutely loved it, and I think that – this, I think that this match should be the match that gets both of them noticed. You know, this is the time of year where the state of Georgia, the professional wrestling in Georgia, they like to, you know, nominate match of the year, wrestler of the year, most improved of the year, and all those things. We're getting to award season, as it's known. I don't know how this particular match isn't match of the year. I don't know how one of these two men is not wrestler of the year. I don't know how this feud from Deep South Wrestling is not feud of the year. I'm just being real with y'all. I got plenty of homies over there and y'all know I love y'all. All my homies over there in Georgia, but y'all also know I'm as real as they get. I'm going to call a spade a spade. And what I see is two of the top performers in Georgia, the top two performers in Georgia, rather. And this is just one man's opinion. The top two performers in the state of Georgia who put on one of the best matches that I personally have seen come out of the state of Georgia this year. And that match was the cap off to one of the best feuds that I've seen in Georgia this year. I don't make no I don't make no rules. My opinion don't matter when it comes to the state of Georgia professional wrestling. But babe, <laughs> if this match, this feud, these two men don't sweep Georgia wrestling awards season. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there, but but I say all that 
to now say in closing, I love this match. I 100% love this match. If you need something good to watch, first of all, check out Deep South in general. But if you just want to be entertained for like an hour, man, this is the match to do it. Everything's set up perfectly. You ain't got to go back and watch what what came before, although I highly encourage you to because it was all a great buildup. But you don't have to go back and watch what happened before. You don't you don't get into this match feeling like you're lost and you're confused and you don't know because Eric Adams does a great job on commentary of explaining why these two men feel the way that they feel and why this match is so important, not just to deep South, but in professional wrestling. Um, it's Nick Patrick's retirement match. And if that alone will sell me because, you know, I'm a former WCW kid. So yeah, man, I, I just, Overall, I think this, if if I'm going to ring the bell, man, I'm giving this five out of five bells. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like this match was absolutely perfect, and I genuinely do. I encourage everyone to go watch this match and be entertained. And then follow these men and tell them just how entertained you were. I couldn't wait. I told them both. I Listen. This shit is perfection, brother. This shit, <laughs> this shit is fantastic. So, yeah. And y'all know I ain't going to blow smoke up nobody's ass. I ain't got the patience to do all that, child. So, me saying all this, and I've been talking to y'all for almost 50 minutes now. Right at 50 minutes. Come on now. Go watch this match. Do yourself a favor. Go watch this match. Go enjoy this match. And um, make sure you're supporting independent wrestling. Make sure you're supporting Deep South. Make sure you're supporting Skrilla and Nausicism. Make sure you're supporting the talent that's out here, man. I cannot stress that enough. This is one of many amazing matches. This, you know, I, I as a fan, I personally loved it. But this is one of many amazing matches that you can go out there and find. So overall, support indie wrestling. That's all I got for y'all this episode, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you for listening. If you want to talk all things wrestling, be sure to follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and I believe I'm on TikTok at Mr. Jordan McClain. I'm always down to talk some wrestling. Be sure to uh, check out Our Culture Pro Wrestling on all social medias and on the YouTube. Be sure to go watch this match, man. Support Deep South. Support Skrillas. The great support narcissism and overall support indie wrestling. Thank you for listening. I love you for listening, and I'm out. Peace.